This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Dan Drake, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Man, I missed you guys. Thank you for for having us out here in this crazy time. Dude, it is nuts. I mean, I'm by myself for the second recording this week, which is doesn't happen often, but it's nice not having to look at Steve the whole time. Can you carry a whole show by yourself, do you think? I think that puts a lot of pressure on me, actually. Hey, I'm not trying to brag, but one of our most downloaded ones is just me and, and a guest, so I don't know what that says. <laughs> that's awesome. It's probably just luck. It was good oh, topics, God. that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it, for sure. So, man, everybody staying safe out your direction? You know, we are. They just locked us down. They announced yesterday, so tomorrow's our first day of a month lockdown so i've been busy with my team and employees trying to figure out how we're going to manage this world so yeah crazy times crazy crazy times we i'm still working but things are just hectic it's uh it's a serious thing um and not maybe not necessarily for us being healthy and i'm gonna act like i'm an expert but i'm not at all i don't know what the hell i'm talking about i'm it's bro science i heard this from somebody else that told me this you know what i mean so um but it's real i mean people can get sick and it can get real bad, which is yeah. what leads us into you coming on the podcast during this crazy time. Cause it's pretty fitting actually. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it, it's funny. Uh, yeah. I was looked at a person today and I always say we live in interesting times these last few months, but, um, we do. And it's going to make us wise old men. You know, I remember I used to sit around with my grandpa, you know, he born in 1910. So yeah. 1930 was a real, influential time in his life and he used to say dan you keep this farmland because someday you're gonna want to grow a garden i'm like <laughs> grandpa we buy our food at the grocery store you know right right and and i cannot tell you how glad i am to have three freezers full of meat and, no and know that if i need to go out and kill a deer uh or or buy a cow from from a neighbor 
that that I can clean it up and feed my family. Yeah, for sure. It's a uh, comforting times for <laughs> outdoor people. Yeah, so, there's a joke going around at work. Me and a couple of guys are like, "Man, everybody else is going to be hungry if, if if shit hits the fan, and Kurt's going to be all fat eating ribs." I'm like, "Ah, oh, right." Comes in handy, so, man. <laughs> so there was a rumor. Bush Light is your deal, right? Yeah, yeah. And we okay. have to change it right. though. They won't give us well, any attention. Well, there's a rumor they shut down the the line up there, and the price of Bush Light is going through the roof. Is about ready to be hoarded. Have you heard about that? <laughs> uh, I have not heard about that yet. You're I got not about well. I got enough I'm in the saying. studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you guys. You guys are gonna have like six cases rolling around. You're like, in fact, I saw a meme this week. It was like, well, here I am, third time this week, going to the grocery store, going to the liquor store <laughs> to buy booze for the next three weeks. Yep, yeah. that's exactly. You it. guys could have six cases sitting around there. And tomorrow you're just like, oh my god, where'd it go? I know. I've been preaching we need a Bush Light sponsor forever, and now I'm kind of oh thinking, I'm god. like, maybe we just need a. Uh, we need a Casey's sponsor, and that way mm-hmm. we can just funnel our Bush Light through Casey's, and they got pizza too, so we win twice. Uh, yeah, you do. Well, awesome. <laughs> We're safe right now. We'll see what happens. Well, I'll, I'll let you know if the Bush Light fund gets a little low. Deal, deal. <laughs> Glad to help with that. So, man, well, let's talk about ozone. Let's start this deal. Okay. Don't you know, jump you right into talk it. About hunters or ozone first? Let's talk ozone first. Okay, let's do that. So, um, it's funny. I looked at a guy today and I went, you know what? I feel like I've spent 10 years of my life preparing for this moment. <laughs> and, the, and I'm being serious because, um, you know, we, I love what we do for hunters and ozone and, and stuff. But, but just the last, like last year, I got to work on a project with some firemen and, um, preventing cancer. And, and now I sit here today and I've got, 10 years of experience mm-hmm. using ozone to kill bacteria, which, by the way, it kills flu and virus. That's and crazy. We, you know, and I've been working with NASA experts this whole time and testing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of step up and you go, golly, maybe this is maybe this was God's plan or maybe you're here for some reason. Or, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot to do. So. I am super tired every night. I think I told you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I went to bed last night at six fifteen. I was so tired from the day. So, well, we were supposed to record um, this podcast a week yeah. ago, and you're just like, yeah. I'm exhausted. We got to do it next I week, can't and do it. that's so. fair. So, I know you do this on every podcast. We ask you to do it because there's new listeners, or it's it's good yeah. to hear it again. But, and I'm expecting but it's appropriate. To, it is to appropriate. Tell you how it started. Yeah, and I I know this episode because of the situation we're in with the virus. I know there's going to be people maybe outside of the hunting industry tuning in that are like ozone. Yeah. What the heck? How's that work? So if you could just like start from level one, and then we can just work our way into it. Uh, absolutely. Let me just back up to where we kind of came from and how I got involved in it. So in like 2011, I had a CFO whose son who ran across an AstroTurf football field. He had a wound on his shoulder, fell down. The wound got infected with staph from the turf field. And at that point in time, he convinced me that we could kill all bacteria that set on AstroTurf football fields with ozone and and then we went out and we hired a nasa scientist who'd done the international space station their water system in ozone and we created a turf sprayer at that point in time to kill the bacteria on the field so we started out doing testing on pneumonia and staph 
and flew in turf fields. Oh, and and that so that is the root of it, and I'll go to the science here in a second. But mm-hmm. that's the root of it, and it's kind of like it's circled back around times ten, you know. And then, you know, my my business is more consumer products, and we figured out, you know, after I'd visited the fifty factories around the world and and shipped the stuff back, and I'm a hunter that if we put put gear in a container, we could kill bacteria, which is really scent. So what we we're trying to do, a hundred percent. So that's why you can, you know, lay five yards from a deer down; it can't smell you, or yeah. or or dogs can't smell what's in a bag and and all this stuff. But ozone, kind of to back up, and I'll do a simple version of it, and not a lot of chemistry. But um, ozone is the O three molecule, and oxygen is O two. Um, and, and ozone quickly becomes oxygen again, which was why it was great for the turf fields and no residue. But um, during a lightning storm, electrical storm, that fresh smell you have after a rainstorm mm-hmm. is lightning blowing apart oxygen molecules or O2s, making O1s. They form back up with other O2s to become O3 or ozone. They're unstable and they go out and they attack bacteria. And they really blow apart bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they don't find any, they become oxygen again after 25 or 30 minutes or so, depending on the conditions. Mm-hmm. But but that's what we've got. So if we can put ozone in a container, it will kill bacteria, flu, and virus at certain rates depending on concentration and size and room size and, right. and all those things. So um, – Luckily, because we've been working on this 10 years, not just in hunting or sports or military or, or fire, mm-hmm. but taking all of that together to put ourselves where we are today. So, right. That's a very cool beginning story to yeah. how, like, to where it's gone to me having a device that pumps out ozone for my hunting clothes, like making yep. it portable and convenient and at the ready when I need it. So it's kind of cool to see it go from that to me having it in my truck all the time. Yep. So, you know, a lot of people in the hunting industry and sports industry, so our brand names generally have been Scent Crusher, which is our hunting products, and Odor Crusher, which is killing all the sneaky stuff, hockey, football, soccer. Uh, we have a military tactical line for body armor, gloves, boots, um, and then a, a bigger um, side for first responders, which is really some specialized products that are about ready to roll out. But with the products that we have today, people can protect their families, their coworkers, and themselves um, with what we've got. And we've kind of come up with a, a two-phase piece of that. Yeah. So, so let me let me touch on this quick for people that before we yep. go any further. I use ozone legitimately every day. Like I use a scent crusher product every day and that might sound like BS and I'm just saying it for the show, whatever, but literally as we're recording, the next room overs are what I call our studio bathroom and my wife yeah. just cleaned cloth, we cloth diaper, our daughter, and my yeah. wife just got done spraying dirty diapers. First thing we do when we're done doing that, Stop on that room clean, turn right. on the room clean, shut the bathroom door and let it run a 30 minute cycle and it's... Yeah. And that's the bathroom that we let like our guests use and stuff. And it, it stinks up the whole place and it really, it just, it eliminates that odor. So 
if that yeah. stuff can work, it's cleaned the smell of cat pee off some of my hunting packs that I had out sitting in the garage before. So it, the stuff is legit. I really do believe in it. Um, I use it on my hunting clothes. I've had success. I almost never get busted by deer anymore. It, it really has been kind of a game changer in how I do hunting and like home odors, especially. I have two room cleans and I run them in all over the house. It's it's been great. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, it, it's it really is remarkable, and it's been used a lot in industrial settings. So almost yeah. all bottled water you get is ozonated. Lots of food products are. That's the last thing they do to kill bacteria. So Tyson chicken, as it runs off a line, last thing they do is spray it with ozone. It allows you to have fresh chicken that mm. is 20 days old instead of three days old. I didn't know it's that. Killed, it's killed every little microbe of bacteria that sits there, so there's oh, nothing wow. to start with it. Um, it's used a lot in hospitals today as that final cleaning agent, a surgery room. So it's been used industrially for a long time. Right. Um, I feel that you guys are responsible for the everyday consumer kind of knowing a little more about it, especially in the hunting community. Yeah, you know, I feel like we are too. There's, there's a big learning curve to do it and we've spent a lot of energy and effort. And, uh, I think in the hunting community, you know, people get it. We were named the best new product in 2015 and 2016 and it's because it works. Yeah. And we, so, we've worked together since yeah. 2016 with the podcast. So we've been around yeah. for a lot of the scent crusher days. So I appreciate that. Um, for, for someone listening that either hunts and doesn't have an ozone generating product or someone outside the mm-hmm. hunting industry that just wants to get a product to sterilize their house or their office or wherever they have to be during this crazy time. What would you recommend and why? Yep. So working with our experts and seeing the need as it's kind of developed really over the last three weeks, six weeks, um, it's really two phase protocol that we call for. Mm-hmm. So every one of our, our, um, closets, lockers, um, bags comes with an ozone generator. With that ozone generator, you can do a couple things. The first thing being when you walk in your house, your place of business, wherever you've been, what I do is I strip off kind of my outer layer. So the jacket I've had, my hat, my keys, my cell phone, which is collected bacteria, the shoes that have walked across a hard surface all day long, and maybe somebody coughed in front of me six hours before, mm-hmm. but I walked on it. I take those off. I put them in our closet. I run it for 15 or 30 minutes. It, you cannot run it too long, so I don't think you can overdo this. Yeah, right. Okay? So it's it's – it, it, the more sanitation, the better. And again, it's nothing harmful. There's no residue. You're just comes back to oxygen when you open the right. open the deal. So the first thing we do, and I've got a little checkoff sheet. I'm kind of anal, but I walk in the door. I strip my stuff. I put it in there again, including all that stuff you don't, you know, the purse, the jacket, any of those things that sit there that somebody may have. Yeah. You throw you throw it in there. And you sanitize it. I go over and I write down the time I did it and what I did. And then I check off. I wash my hands to remind me to wash my hands before I go in my house. And now you've known that you have now kept the bad stuff outside your house or your office or wherever you are. Right, right. And, and your house is now sanitized or safe. So 
um, I, that's kind of the first protocol. You, you take your bag, your closet, whatever it is with that ozone generator and treat your stuff. And then the second phase of the protocol is, okay, now I have this generator. How do I disinfect the rooms that I live in? Right. Stuff where maybe somebody walked in before, you know, or yep, yep. whatever. Somebody was over, somebody forgot to do the protocol, or you just want to clean it out and start fresh. Yep. So That's my thoughts having take, the guys over for yep. the podcast this week. Actually, you know? right? So you take the generator out of the bag, and you can put it in a 10 by 10, 10 by 15 room and run it for 30 minutes or an hour. Um and it will sanitize that room, but it's better than that. So, so think about you know the protocol. I won't say protocol, but what people do today is how do I clean stuff, right? So I mop the floor, I take the Lysol, the the Clorox, whatever. I spray on the counter, I wipe it off. That's great, unless you miss the place on the counter, unless you miss the underside of the chair, the underside of the counter, right. the wall, like you. Mm-hmm. You physically can't hit every corner, crevice, crack. Yeah, every day. (laughs) Yeah, every day. Ozone is really kind of – it's almost the best of both worlds. It's a set it and forget it, and you're sanitizing every crack, every crevice without any work at all. Right, right. To an effectiveness rate that that should be higher. And again, I don't want to say – and I'm not at all saying we kill COVID-19, okay? Right. Uh, What we know is we kill – bacteria flu and virus at some rate in some deals we have research papers and, and proof that um uh ozone has been used to kill SARS H1N1 H5N1 which are bird and swine flu mm-hmm. epidemics from before that had DNA that are 80% compatible to the, um COVID-19 yeah. So, so yeah, you can't say so what that. What we it, know is ozone has worked on past stuff in certain settings in right concentrations. Right. Right. Okay. I've had my scientists and stuff do work. We, I won't say, we, we have done enough work to know that it, that generator in a small room we think can be effective against flu and virus. I can't tell you about COVID, but um, it makes sense that it could work there or should work there well right now Um, everybody like at my workplace i'm still going to work every day and we have people like what you said they're trying to wipe everything down and i actually suggested scent crusher products ozone products to uh my workplace i'm hoping they are have a little bit like you know come at it with an open mind and see why i brought it to them um so i think tomorrow what i'm going to do which I'm an idiot for not doing this before, Dan. You can call me out, but I'm taking my room clean to work tomorrow for my office, and I'm going to run it, and then that way I can show them directly like what it is and how it works yeah. and all that. So so, so let me separate this. So I've been talking about the generators that, that sit in your bag or your closet. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the room cleans that we've talked about tonight as well as the unit that sits in your car, the ozone go. Yeah. Yep. Those – and again, you um, – and people read on the, the internet, ozone's bad for you, blah, 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 right? But yeah. well, it isn't irritant to your lungs if you breathe it in. So you have to vacate a room when you do this, okay? Mm-hmm. Close the doors, seal it up, let it happen, come back, open a window, let it air out for 15 minutes. So you, what you should do is you should use the ozone generator in, a, in your bedroom, take it to your next bedroom, take it to your kitchen, Air it out, you know, as, as you go from room to room, and then now you know you're safe. Right. So um, they need to be in closed environments. You can't be there. 
the ozone go and the room clean use too little, too small amounts of ozone to be effective against any flu or virus. Okay, that's fair. Yep, yep. So, and think about it. We can be in the room with the room clean and the uh, ozone go. Yeah. You don't have any issues at all. You know it kills the smell that sits there. And right. Maybe you could smell ozone, but but you know if you get a big whiff of ozone, it's different out of the bag than than it would be with the car room clean. Yeah, so, for sure. You can smell yeah. the difference in intensity. Right. And, and I don't want to go into it, but essentially the – you know, you're I'm trying to think five. You're twenty five times more powerful with your bag than you are with the one that goes in the car. Yeah, that makes sense. If it that makes a lot of sense of where it is. Um, I will tell you though, working. our room clean does works overtime, Dan, in the studio oh. because after we record when all the guys are in here and Steve farts the entire time, yeah. that thing is just working overtime and I'm waiting for it to no. tap out and it just hasn't yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know the great thing about I mean I don't Ozone is almost like the perfect thing. It kills flu virus. You generate <laughs> ozone with electricity, and you have no maintenance on it. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. like the perfect thing. Absolutely. It actually is. I feel that when I describe to someone that either a hunter that hasn't had the experience with ozone products yet or someone that doesn't hunt, they're like, what? Like you put it in a bag, and you like what? They, it's hard for them to kind of get it at first. Right, um, yeah. But it, it just was kind of a – I don't know, we talked about this on previous podcasts that you're on. I think at first everyone thought it was like witchcraft. <laughs> it's like, right. guys, this is, it's science. Like it's, it can't really be BS because of what it's doing. Um, but I mean, man, I didn't know that though about the, the room clean and the, and the uh, ozone go. Yeah. And I want to be really clear about that because I think because we call it the room clean and that was its name from three years ago. I don't want people to think it's the room clean in today's craziness. Right. You know? That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of those, you know, even if you're not a hunter, to get a gear bag with that, that unit attached to it, it goes off the side of it, and then there's a tube that runs inside that yeah. cleans up your clothes for you. Um, so you're saying you get the bag with that so you can double down if you go to the gym, put your gym clothes or hunting clothes or whatever in there? The great thing is you're not just buying this for today's craziness. It becomes a hunting bag. It becomes a gym bag. It becomes a place where you put your 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 dirty shoes, your stinky sandals, you know, the jacket that you wore out to the cigar bar that you can't, you know, clean. Whatever it is, you know, right. to go in there and clean stuff after this whole deal, right? For and sure. this and this isn't about my products, but to put it in perspective, the gear bag is two hundred dollars. The closet's three hundred. You know. Yeah, and here's another place you sh- that that we use it is it should run in your car 30 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. So we're not sanitizing our hands and doing that stuff too. But sometimes you miss or whatever. You ought to just you know put it in your truck, run the gear bag unit to, um, for 30 minutes to kill the stuff that sits in there too. Yeah, for sure. And I've done that yeah. with uh, especially just uh, set it for. I mean, because there's a timer on it, so if people don't get yep. that, there's a button you can select um, how long you want it to run. It's got a digital readout that tells you, like, the countdown on it. Um, and I've done that a lot of times. You know, I'll run a cycle on my clothes if I don't feel that they're that smelly. And then a lot of times I'll, I'll crack the zipper just a little bit just to kind of double down on the truck a little bit too. So yeah. I don't know if you like hearing that, but it's little little hacks. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. 
Well, so I know people have done it. You know, they bought used cars that are really stuff. And and what we do again, it's not virus, but but you talked about how people didn't really know this was real until they could finally sit a whole season and be exposed to their deer But what we do um, for our demos with buyers and stuff is we take a shirt and skunk it and want to smoke, <laughs> throw it in our bag for twenty minutes while we have a meeting and pull it out. That you is know, awesome. They can smell the difference, and it's not for breeze. You're not masking it. You're actually blowing apart the the bacteria and and making you know oxygen out of it. Yeah, so. yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that makes a statement, man. I'm telling you, I know. I told you the story. I've told it on the podcast. And I left that hunting pack in the garage, and I had a stray where I used to live. There's like stray cats everywhere. I call them the hood cats. Yeah. And they would sneak in the garage if I had the garage door open and one peed on is actually my wife's Badlands pack. And we were, Jeez. we were deer hunting in the ground blind. And I'm like, ah, I keep smelling cat piss. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, we left that, that, ba- that pack on the ground in the garage. So I threw it into the gear bag and ran, I ran two cycles on it and it's good. And I yeah. could not believe it. Cause if you know that smell, you just, it just stings the nostrils. <laughs> and, and I can I can go on for years, but you know Roger Ragland told me they left a dove in a vest for six weeks. Oh no, <laughs> same, same deal. Pulled it out; it was good. You know, the proof is in the hockey year. That's probably the worst stuff known to mankind. <laughs> we treat that stuff every day with no problem because yeah, we're telling the bacteria that sits there. But that is cool, man. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of guys that have like I used to ride BMX. Like, you know how hard it is to like clean a helmet. You know, with all the right. sweaty padding, yeah. or guys that have camera gear that are either out in the woods filming or filming for another project you can't wash your camera so you can put it into your closet on one of the racks there so there's tons i mean we go on and on and on you can use it for damn near anything let me tell you what is a little concerning is first responders today god bless their souls they are sitting there in the middle of these er's and and doing stuff doctors and nurses and but they've got a shortage of supplies and we're starting to see it out there these in 95 mass, which are kind of the three micron mass. Yeah. Well, um, I've probably taken 10 phone calls the last two days. Hey, we don't have enough mass. It's nuts. Because we're supposed to be disposing of every time. Can we clean them in your bag? Oh. And, and, and because they're like, oh my God, can we find a protocol to clean them in your bag? So that we can use them three times or five times instead of one time because we literally don't have enough mass. So, Whoa, that's a good call. So, um, so anyway, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about that and again said we can't kill COVID with it that we know yet, but um, we know it should work for flu and virus. So what they've been doing is they've been assigning the mask to one person, saying here's your mask, run it as long as you want, and then change it out. Um, and it will, and ozone, one of the negative effects is it'll break down cheap elastic or rubber. Yeah. So they have, they have seen it with that, with that mask. They've either got to tie a little knot on it back or restaple it so it's tight, but it allows them to be safe to know they're not going to run out of mask and end up with a bandana at the end of the week. Right, right. You well, know, I mean, if you can get five pieces out of it instead of one, then it's a home run. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I never thought about. You know, it makes perfect sense, but I, I kind of feel like a shame on me for being a dude that's been an advocate for using ozone and to not think of that solution for mm-hmm. like medical supplies or, you know what I mean? Like I should have had this thing run in my office anyway. 
yeah. at work. You know, you know, virus or not that's going around, it's a smart thing to do. Or you know, but I don't know. It's just kind of eye opening there. So, is this something that's catching on more and more right now in the medical field, or you just feel that like people are like, oh, I, shit, I never thought of that. People get it. They're starting to understand it. Obviously, that's not our specialty. I will tell you that the reason I'm exhausted every day is I am working so hard with with first responders and people in the medical field. And so this isn't a one-off. This is me living it every day for the last six or eight weeks. And we think we are really close to providing a solution to them. Um, So I've been working super hard. There's such a demand for it. Luckily, some gates have been opened up because they doesn't have to, you know, you're, you're not going through all the crazy testing and things that are going on there yeah. that if this works, you know, and you can prove it. So, um, you know, I'm excited to be able to help people and I, and I hope we can, uh, and, and be able soon to say it kills COVID-19, um, right. for people. So, I mean, yeah, that'd be amazing you know. to be able to confirm that, you know, but I mean, mm-hmm. e- even if you can't say that, it's also like if it's, why not? Why not run it anyway? Because it, what's I mean, your downside, right? Right. I mean, if yeah. you didn't do it, you'd be like, "Shit, I should have should have listened." But you know, if you do it and it's killing germs and killing bacteria, and you know what I mean, it's your. I yeah. think you'd be good. Um, I feel a little guilty that I haven't been running it to the extent that I could have been the entire time. To be honest, yeah. So man, well, that's, it, it's eye opening, man. Things uh, you know, situations like this. I kind of shock, shock the world a little bit. So if there's a, something like this that can, you know, help somebody in the medical field get five uses out of a mask that they would have thrown away right after the use. I mean, man, that's game changing. That's a big, big deal. Yeah. I feel like that should be made a bigger deal than what we're making. I feel like more people need to know about this. They, they do. I I want to do it in the right way. Right. And, uh, We've got professionals that I deal with every day and staff and research and stuff we're doing. And I'm, I'm trying to do it the right way, but at the same time, I want people to know the stuff that sits in front of them today can help in some form or fashion right. for where we are. I can't tell you you can kill COVID at all, but I believe that it will help kill bacteria, flu, and virus. So use it. Right. right. You know, for, for not very much money, a couple hundred bucks, you know, I mean. People probably bought that much toilet paper last week. <laughs> no kidding. Or Honestly, beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I am so mad every time I pick up a old toilet paper now. I'm going to have the same crap of toilet paper for the next two years. That's, I try know? to poop at work as much as possible. It. <laughs> Man, it's awful. It's awful. Well, that's the thing. I got lucky and got – I actually needed toilet paper and I felt guilty. You know what I mean? I went in there to Me buy too. toilet paper. I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, I'm not – I swear oh. I need it. <laughs> so so I bought whatever the crave 48, 72 roll deal for uh, 25 bucks. And I went, fuck, I guess, you know, and I'm like a single guy at home. <laughs> right. Well, my kids come over something. Maybe I should have two of these, but you know, so now I got like two and a half years of toilet paper. Well, I walked in, I just got lucky. I walked into Walmart last week before Illinois was like shut down. And they yeah. were unloading the toilet paper and putting it on the shelf. And there's people like just rushing up there as the employees were putting it on the shelf. They were like flying off and everyone's trying to like get their card in there. Well, when I go to Walmart by myself, I'm just like a dude that just got off work in my like technician outfit, you know? Yeah. So I'm just walking through like case of beer in one hand at Walmart and I just walk up and grab 
toilet paper because I didn't have a cart, but I'm just tattooed yeah. enough that nobody's going to say anything to me. So I just gra- <laughs> I grabbed a thing of toilet paper, and then I went to the ammunition counter and bought a box of twenty two two fifty and left. Okay, so he's got, he got a case of bush, a 42-pack of toilet paper, and yeah. 3,000 rounds. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) and no one's gonna say a thing. (laughs) That's the game plan: get your beer, get your ammunition, go get your toilet paper. Oh my god! Little life hack for you from a tattooed uh, blue collar guy. Yeah. Well, you know what? It uh, we talked about this earlier, but it it feels good to have food in the freezer, to to know to go out how to hunt it, and uh, you know the opportunity to. Maybe introduce some people into what's going on, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, it's it's a perfect time to get – I mean, right now, everyone's minds are open now. A little more to Second right. Amendment, to hunting, to fishing, to anything outdoors because what happens when society takes a shit on you? That's what you yeah. got, That's where you got to go. It's your only place to go. I, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but I think it will. I probably should post my field staff so they know. I think there's going to be a run on seeds. I oh, think yeah. so many people are going to plant gardens this year yeah. because well, we don't know and it's a little extra. And, you know, it's kind of the crunchy right thing to do. And by the way, I am bored as hell at home. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I can figure out how to dig up this hole and, and make it a garden yeah. this weekend because I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> um, so I think there's an opportunity to take the everyday person – that, that wants to be outside, that, by the way, needs to be outside now that their right. kids are home and they're looking for things to do to say, hey, you know what? Go out in the woods with me. You right. know, right. watch the sunrise, listen to the birds, listen to the turkeys gobble. If you don't want to hunt, that's fine. But if you want to hunt, I'm happy to teach you how to do it and what for goes sure. on. But being in a turkey field with the turkeys gobbling and watch the sun is such a special experience yeah. to be able to, to take that for the hunters that sit out there today and share it with their next door neighbor that may not be a hunter and their son who by the way never had time to even talk to you across the street before but now now they've got weeks on the end of doing nothing right, um, right. to do that you know and so turkey hunting is a great segue oh, to get into more yes. types of hunting because you're interactive with the animals. You can they you call, they call back. You you know what I mean. They're pretty. It's warm. It, it's not painful. It's warm when you're sitting out there in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In Illinois, you can only hunt till one o'clock too. Oh. So they cut you short. So it's kind of one of those things. You're not going to wear like a new hunter out. I mean, because some of that stuff can be a little overwhelming or exhausting if you're not used to sitting. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I would love to be able to hunt all day in Illinois for for birds, but. It also it can play in your favor if you think about it to get someone new into it, um, which is a, it's a it's a good thing. Yep, and I've taken on myself. The other thing is, you know, I'm sharing venison with the next door neighbor. Yeah, because yeah. they need it or they're out of it. But guess what? You know what? Try this ground venison and have spaghetti tonight yeah. or whatever you want to make. Um, oh my god, it was okay, wasn't it? You know what? Yeah. Maybe. And, and I think there's enough. Even outside of us hunters understand how special it is to have organic meat. I think there's enough movement outside the world yeah. to go, we should be organic. So if somebody, because I'm buying organic at Whole Foods, if somebody would actually give me a piece of organic meat, which they never even had from Whole Foods, you can't even get it, right? Yeah. To go, 
oh my god you know what this is good yeah so i think we have an obligation as hunters to introduce new people in this time frame that that may be more open to it than not um and we need those people on our side in the future anyway for sure Definitely. You know, like once you said, you know, people that never have it, but ask for it. One of my best friends lives in, in the city, Columbus and not that Columbus, Ohio is like a big, big city, Mm -hmm. but he's a city boy. He'll tell you he's a city boy. Um, he's on the verge of like wanting to jump into hunting. I'm just, he, he always, we have the conversation often and I'm like, dude, when you're ready to jump, let me know. Like I will, you can hunt Illinois with me. I'll come out there to Ohio, help you. But I've given him meat over the years because he wants legitimate organic meat that it hasn't been through a Tyson packing plant somewhere. Mm -hmm. And he just wants that good organic meat. And and it's all that my family eats. They like, you know, I, when we get done with this podcast, I'm going to eat a venison roast, a white tail venison roast that I killed last season. Um, that's a normal thing for, for guys like you and I, um, and most of our listeners on the podcast. Um, it's just a different, man, it's just such a refreshing type of feeling to have. I, I mean, if I wanted to, I got two years worth of meat in my freezer and that's all we eat. And we, I mean, I'll eat it down because it's all I eat. I'll be ready for more meat next season, but it's nice to have that stock up that if I have to make it last, I can, um, but we, we eat the hell out of it. And for some reason, when I talk to people that aren't into hunting or don't really understand the type of world that I've like surrounded myself in, the world I live in, it kind of shocks them a little bit that that's all we eat, that I've never bought ground beef from the store. Right. That's shocking to a lot of people because that's like in their grocery list every week. Yeah. And to and, me, it's and, crazy. Yep. Yeah. And, and by the way, it it's not cheaper than ground beef <laughs> because we all spend thousands of dollars a year yeah. on our sport on our passion feeding babysitting deer buying gear yeah whatever it is so we know it's not cheaper but the point is here at some point you may not be able to go get ground beef right yep yep so to the extent you want to feed your family and do it and learn how to do it you know the other thing is i enjoy making it so Right. So it becomes a whole other experience for me. I'm on a, a page called The Plated Harvest. Mm-hmm. All we do is share recipes all day long. That's uh, awesome. For it. So now I get to go out, stock the meat, do whatever I'm doing, you know, harvest it, which is super special. And, mm-hmm. and you it's almost cry every time feeling. you do it because you, because you, you understand somebody gave a life for you, right? So it's a special feeling. And then you get to come back, you get to process it. So you mm-hmm. get to decide whether you want to make a sausage out of it or ground beef or roast. Yeah. And then you get to sit with your friends and your family and go, okay, what I make tonight? So I'm going to make a, a roast. I'm going to make Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. I'm going to make spaghetti. You know, there's a right. gazillion different recipes, obviously. Um, and it becomes a, another special experience to share it all again. So absolutely. It, it's yeah. funny you say that, like, I used to hang out. Well, I'd say almost nine. I say ninety eight percent of my fr- close friends and friends that I would ever have over are all hunters. So when I have like people over and I cook for everybody or my wife cooks for everybody, yeah. it's always venison, and it's like, oh yeah, this is good. But it's not shocking to them that what it is. But almost as good a feeling as like having a successful hunt is having a non hunter or someone who's never had wild game eat yeah. a dish that you made and be like, dang, this is good, and. I found my one recipe that my wife and I and my dad all make, 
that is kind of that segue to get people like, man, deer meat's amazing. It's just a cheese venison dip. It's ground venison uh, with yep. cheese and chips, and, and there's some other ingredients in there, and it's so good that that's like the one thing that pulls the non-hunters that don't ever eat wild game. It pulls them into our world and makes them want to know more about it, You know, especially if you're in a party situation. Yep. It gets people asking questions. Yep. How did you do this? Where did it come from? I had, of course, one of the great great last sporting events we had was the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Now you look back on it. <laughs> right. that I had 25 people over for the Super Bowl. I made these two giant pots of elk chili. Oh, awesome. Almost every person there had a second or third bowl. And they're like, oh, my God, what is this? You know? Yeah. And so you just get an opportunity to go do that. Of course, it makes you feel good about it because you harvested it. But uh, it does open up a whole new world to people. Yeah. yeah, it's a good feeling, man. It's um, yeah. it's it's pretty cool. It's it's just kind of a I thing that shouldn't be so off everyone's radar, but it, it is in yeah. in general. It is kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really live. And there's in, public land open to everybody, yep. and by God, if you just do a little bit of work, they'll find a hunter to love to share you his own private deal. He spent thousands of dollars getting ready just to take you and go enjoy a morning. Yep, yep, for sure. And for the record, for anyone that wants to dive in, you know, we spend a lot of money on it because we we live it, right? Like, that's the only thing I'm into. Yep. I dump everything, all my time, my money, my, my passion is hunting. If you were just wanting to get meat and you didn't have the interest to dive that in, you can do it for fairly cheap if you wanted. Um, yep. But I have a feeling once you get into it, you're going to – you'll find a love for it. I feel like we've been speaking this whole episode to non-hunters. Which, you know, is always good if a non-hunter listens to the podcast because we can maybe reel them in a little bit. But I think if you are a regular listener, which I'm assuming most of everyone is if you are made it this through, mm-hmm. through this episode, share this with someone that maybe doesn't hunt. They can learn a little right. bit about the ozone side of things and then learn a little bit about the wild game and then maybe draw an interest to them to get into hunting. Absolutely. And I will just tell you, if anybody ever messages me on Facebook, I return the message in six hours so if people have questions about this episode or what's going on i am there that's awesome absolutely that's a big deal to say that too man you're you're a busy busy guy i mean i i look up to you uh, from a hunting standpoint from a business standpoint in this whole industry um you've you've taken you took the hunting industry over man honestly well that's kind of yeah i look up to you for I'm putting up with Steve. <laughs> Thank so. you. It's been tough. I, <laughs> no, I'm on the you, brink you, of giving you, up. You guys have done some really special things too. So I love the partnership and and appreciate uh, where we are and we get to share time. And uh, I hope we're in Turkey Camp this spring together. And and honestly, everybody should be in Turkey Camp this spring. It's what we should be doing in the middle of the woods with our friends right now. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, if. If I'm invited to Turkey Camp in Kansas, I might have to make some arrange, arrangements to be in Kansas. Come do it first weekend of May. Come come hang with us. My daughter's birthday is May third, so <laughs> Ooh, that's the one you know, I'll celebrate early. <laughs> Her first birthday. Yeah. Right. That's why I applied she, for fifth She's not gonna remember it. It'll be fun. <laughs> right, exactly. I got fifth season Illinois oh and second season Illinois before and after the birthday weekend, so I know. Maybe I'll miss the, her second the, birthday. <laughs> Uh, you know what? The truth is, God bless our spouses and the people that are special with us. No kidding. Uh, um, for 
one, enjoying what we do, two, putting up with us because if we could do it, we'd spend 24-7 in the woods, but they let us spend way more time than we, we probably huh. Ooh, yeah. uh should so yeah yeah, we're all we're all really blessed to have people that care about us yeah it's uh my wife works overtime on the the coolness factor because i shut the door on the studio to record podcasts and i'm gone a lot hunting and then now you're two hours every night in the middle of a room right talking to yourself yeah that's that's what i do man but you know she gets it she gets it i'm passionate about it you know i don't watch football i don't watch sports i'm hunting you know that's all i do so Uh, you know, I could be into all that stuff, but I'm not. So I, I, I'm, I appreciate her. I try to tell her that as much as possible. And uh, maybe in 20 years she'll be burnt on me, leaving from October to January. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But then by then I'll be able to take my daughter hunting. So then it's all good. Yeah, that's the best part of it. So well, I don't want to keep you from your family all night. I really appreciate you letting me be on tonight, talk about it a little bit. Of course, stuff. Man. So you know, it's crazy time. So it is crazy. Again. Well, I appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate the partnership. Sorry, we didn't have the whole working class crew on this one. Next time, try. Right. I'll see him soon. I'm sure. I saved you from Bring, Steve. All right. Bring him to turkey camp. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. You can. Right. You can. You can take responsibility. <laughs> all right, guys. Everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast. We appreciate the hell out of you. Share this one up if you would. Maybe get a new hunter involved. Get them interested. And you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.